Hello everybody, good morning out there in Radioland and welcome to Capo Gym. I'm doing a morning show now because it's uh, 10 to 8 in the morning as we record here in my time. So I've got my morning coffee, decaf thank you, don't want headaches, and we're doing <laughs> Capo Gym, a light morning topical show like GMTV. Do they still have that in England? I think they do, maybe. It, yeah. it seems like a thing we'd still have. I don't think you have big breakfast anymore. That was what I watched nah. because have, I was the youth. They have that lovely show with Holly Willoughby on it, which is always very charming. Please tell me it's called The Lovely Show. Is, is it This Morning or Good Morning? Because I, I know, know there's two that have very similar names and one but, has Holly Willoughby. But for the, for, for the Americans out there and anyone from who's basically not from Britain or Ireland who doesn't know who Holly Willoughby is, go and look up some videos of Holly Willoughby on, uh, on YouTube. She's the most she's, like adorably charming TV presenter ever. <laughs> she's just infectiously happy yeah. all the time. And I she seems the lovely. Name. I only know the name now because I'm so disconnected. I did try watching an episode of EastEnders again recently. Oh, Jim, 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 you you will fancy this lady, definitely. Right, okay. She's a gorgeous, gorgeous lady as well. I I only know one of the morning TV shows in Britain, and that's only because I was on it last week. (laughs) Victoria Darbyshire programme on PPC2, don't you know? Laura Dale, television star. I was surprised at how well that went, that whole going to talk about Doki Doki Literature Club thing. Yeah. Because, like, it, here's, here's a little behind the scenes for you. I went in on the morning like, okay, it's going to be me and one person from Samaritans. I know who this person is. We both have the same talking points. We're generally just going to say, like, hey, be aware of what your kids play. This particular game does have artistic merit and it does have some warnings about age and content. And then, like, two minutes before we go live on the TV, someone just whispers to us, oh, yeah, we're going to have a parent Skyping in as well. And my heart just dropped. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Is this going to be the... Either the parent that hates video games that is on for balance, or worse yet, is this going to be the parent? I'm of just the picturing kid that Laura died. now listening to someone. My kid played Call of Duty for four days, and then he threw his cat in the bin. Yeah, that, that, that is what I worried was going to happen. So and I'm it's your like, oh, bloody fault. No, and we we go on, we go live, and <laughs> thankfully their third guest was a woman who plays video games and was basically saying the exact same thing it's as me harder. and the Samaritans woman. It's we getting were... harder for TV hosts, isn't it? Because a lot of parents now are younger and grew mm. up with games yeah. and no video games. So hosts trying to find <laughs> angry parents. They can't do it anymore. Yeah. Poor mm. fucking host trying to start a fight and not getting the, one. No, like, genuinely, Jer- I, Kyle, I don't like think... Bloody millennials. I don't think they were trying to start a fight. Like, I've watched this show a couple of times since I was on it last week, and I keep expecting them to be like, and here's where we introduce the angry person for balance, and they don't do it. Like, they had a segment on trans people the other day. They had six trans people on, and no angry anti-trans people going, ah, you're all a bit mad, you don't know what oh. you're on about. That, so, that, that was, represents innovation in morning television. I was, I was pleasantly surprised by yeah. my brush with, with morning, like BBC oh, morning good. TV this week. So That's good. And now you're on another yeah. hit morning show, Cupo Jim in your mornings, yeah. uh, going out to everybody who are just on their way to work or getting kids ready for school. <laughs> or maybe you're going to school yourself. You shouldn't be listening to this, you little fuck. <laughs> Philip Schofield, that's the guy who presents the morning show with her. He's the uh, little, yeah, the little lad with he, the grey hair. I know he did this morning yeah. after, uh, what's it, Richard yeah. and Judy. I think I think it is this morning look, is the one that's got Holly Willoughby as well, I think. Look up their videos of, um, their, they've an, a, a, an Italian chef that they bring onto the show and some of the stuff, like, it's all just innuendo and it's all very British and funny, but the it's you'd love it, Jim. Right, um, yeah, I'll yeah. have to look that up then. This morning, Italian yeah. chef Holly, um, Holly plays and, with his cucumber. Holly and Philip and Italian chef, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, sure also, if I put Italian chef, whatever his name is, in YouTube, it would yeah. it would give me <laughs> workable results. For, for, for anyone, for anyone that wants to see the bit where I was on the BBC, uh, in theory, it's only viewable in the UK. But um, drop me a tweet at Laura K Buzz, and I can. I can link you to a YouTube upload of it. Shh, don't tell anyone. I'm trying to put my, my gun in Zuckus's <laughs> hand, right? Sideshow collectibles make really high-quality toys, but 
some of these high-end toys these days, I'm thinking, can they not make them stand up of their own power? And they're holding their guns in all sorts of exciting poses in the promotional shots. I can't fucking get it to do that. I've got to balance the gun in Zuckers. He's one of the bounty hunters from the Empire Strikes Back. He's stood next to Forlom. I've got Forlom and Zuckers. Forlom keeps falling over. Zuckers keeps dropping his gun. Sort it out, Shideso. I shouldn't have to fucking... I said Shideso. Sort it out, Sideshow. There we are. Uh, I shouldn't have to blue-tack guns in Zuckers' hand, should I? I just realised I've had my window open and the fan on for the first, like, five minutes of this, so sorry about that, everyone. That's sorry. okay. I just turned my one off just before we started, and now I'm in, it's agon- a very, I'm in fucking agony. <laughs> very windy morning here on Morning Gym. Welcome to Morning Gym. Welcome. You see, Gav can actually do it because he's got the voice for that. You've got that silky smooth jazz voice. Nice. Yeah, uh, jazz hands. I'm- I'm very okay with the morning gym as a format it's because good. I'm very sleepy yeah. today and when I'm very sleepy it's nice to just be able to use a nice soft voice that doesn't wake me up while I'm talking. <laughs> I don't know why but when you guys say morning gym it sounds dirty to me. It sounds like like the boner that you wake up with in the morning. Or... Oh, I woke up with a right morning gym. <laughs> I had a huge morning gym this morning. It was... <laughs> Myself uh... and the missus had a right morning gym. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. For, for everyone, grab your pen, if you're listening, right? And it's called, This Morning, Phil, Fern, Holly, and Gino's Funniest Moments. And there we are. This video will brighten up your day, I promise you. All right. Yeah. So when we're done here, I'm going to watch a chef be rude yeah. about long food. Well, the funny thing I'm is assuming long he, food. He doesn't get the... That's the funny thing. He 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 doesn't get why all the double innuendos are so funny, but they're, uh, they're pissing themselves, and he's just like, well, I don't understand. So Sco- Schofield and Willoughby are just being snidey. Snide I, I, innuendo. I, I'll be on the other end of the spectrum. I'm just watching reruns of the Great British Bake Off at the moment, so I'm just watching people cooking things while being, like... So polite and lovely to each other that it melts the heart. Nice. So you've been watching lovely Holly Willoughby and lovely bacon, and I've just been watching The Punisher. <laughs> That's what America gets. You get lovely baking and long food rudeness, and I get The Punisher. I've just been guns watching, in the uh... face and blood and guts and fuck your shit. And I love watching John Berthnall. No, it wasn't John Berthnall. It was the guy who was in Westworld playing, um, what's it, Russo in, in Punisher. Um, just full-on sex, and I'm sitting there thinking, this takes place in the same universe as Guardians of the Galaxy while I'm watching hot, raw sex and man-ass. I've been been watching your countryman uh, finally win a penalty shootout. Oh, yes. So I, I I don't much care for the football, but... Here's the thing. I was trying to take a nap last night. Tuesday nights are the night where, like, I record two podcasts, one of which starts at midnight, so I take a nap in between. And my nap was disturbed by just, like, I could hear a bunch of people screaming down the street. And based on the, yeah, boo, yeah, I could tell how England were doing in the penalties. Like, I, I kept a mental tally. I was like, I'm pretty sure they just won... In the in the penalties, I think, and I googled it. I was like, yes, I correctly guessed the scores based on we got the noises we, I heard while we trying were, we to. We were nap. trying to imagine what it was like in England last night. It, it was so tense at the end. Is is this the first time in however many years that they have? It's. Gotten to the rounds where you can be knocked out and not be knocked out the first opportunity there was. Pretty much. I think 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 it's the first time in 12 years that they've gotten this far. I I think it's the first time in 12 years they've not been knocked out in one of the knockout matches. Mm -hmm. I want the football to piss off the alt-right so someone will crack out with World Cup. (laughs) Uh, Well, there is, you know, a lot of the men display um, attributes that they probably would consider very feminine and cocky. Like, you know, they dye their hair and they they shave their beards nicely. (gasps) (laughs) Uh, Oh, God, I bet they trim their pubes as well, those bastards. I bet they pick out all the chewing gum from it, them bastards. (laughs) We got to watch the football talk, though, because in response to last week where Gav was on the edge of his seat with the World Cup stuff, uh, someone replied with, "Um, I think the results of the Democratic elections were a bigger upset, Um, as if it's a zero-sum game. So we can only talk about American elections. 
No, yeah, well, because see, I don't care. I don't thing, care yeah. about literally anything else except the thing I'm talking about at that he's, moment. Yeah. Would, well, they, they be... signed off with Bernie Sanders 2020, so they've not got the most realistic expectations it's... of anything. <laughs> Here's, here's my like justification for why we talked about one and not the other. Football is a game, and we are a games podcast. There you go. That's that's yeah. the reason. I mean, that just was just my thing. I'm FIFA. like, why, why are you listening to the podcast <coughs> expecting us to talk about the intricacies of the American democratic process? I uh, I took actually speaking of I took the week off social media and Twitter, and I haven't looked at like that shit in seven days now. And oh my goodness, it's so good for the headspace. And anytime I see like a Trump news story come up, I just scroll past it, and it's so nice. I, oh, it's, I, I've been out in the sun. <laughs> I've been doing a bit of walking and running. I've been went to a friend's wedding. I was drinking beer, watching football in the sun. It was oh. Heaven. Well, all I've been doing is watching the Punisher eat and refresh a bar. Yeah. I don't think I'm living the best life I could. I, I have Everyone's best week. life is a different thing. <laughs> my, my, my week, I've just had my head buried in this book, which is like, everything's happening now. I submit mm. my first draft, and they were very happy with it, and they were like, maybe we move this, par- this, this chapter here and this chapter here, but that's about it. Otherwise, let's get picking a title and a cover and start making a book. Nice. So... That that's been my week is just like ah book. Very very good. I've been outside of playing games. We've been playing a lot of games this week actually. Not not many interesting ones. Mostly old ones. But I've been very game focused. Um, but outside of that, I've been mostly uh, designing my my ring attire um, because they. I can't emphasize enough that that isn't a joke anymore. <laughs> so we... that's that's what's going on with me. <laughs> Uh, you, you mentioned video games. Should we talk about yeah. some of them? We're about eleven minutes in. Should we do I some mean, video games? Why not? We we could talk about you know anything else, but we should talk about games a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Which 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 video games do you want to start with, Jim? Which which ones have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Switch ports. Um, tried the Wolfenstein Two port uh, out of curiosity. It's all right. Uh, they did a decent job. Uh, it, compressing and pushing it and, and blurring it out as much as possible to get it, as, it to run there. Is it as frustratingly, needlessly difficult no. on the Switch as well? No. Weird. No, they they rebalanced it. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, the game's actually f- somewhat fun now. Hmm. Um, some of the stuff that was really pissing me off has been uh, toned down. <clears throat> and I've not yet gotten to the court the courtroom scene. Which is the worst bit. Uh, but they say that's toned down as well. In general, enemies take less to put down. Uh, cool. You take less to put down. Um, and, and in general, I think there's less you, enemies as well. Or, you sorry, take less to put down or you take more? Because the low health... Oh, sorry, you take a... more. It's Yeah, they... It, it, now I'm confused. I've confused Every, myself. Everything, uh, it's okay, balanced so that it's easier Just everything's for you. a bit easier, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, normal. So, so, yeah, it's... So they've made the easy mode up to normal, it sounds like. I mean, maybe. Because easy, um, easy in that game was like normal on most games. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the 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 because the, they had two, basically two mediums, didn't they? And I think the mm. the higher end one was bring them on, I think, or bring it on. Um, yeah. But yeah, that mode now is. I I didn't take long to change it to baby diaper mode. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be necessary on this. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so that's good because it was a shame that that that. I don't know what possessed them yeah. to do it that way, especially locking you at fifty health and for it, so long. Especially we, we, we... in such in a game that's yeah. so focused on story, it strikes me as the mm-hmm. kind of game they want people to see the story through. But a lot of people aren't going to if it's that bloody yeah. hard. We, well, it's we, already we... hard to get people to play through games. Yeah. yeah, we talked about this when when it first came out. Like it's it's the kind of game that you kind of want to be a power fantasy, and I I definitely agree with you that it is. Better to balance now yeah. like it is yeah. more enjoyable like this nice so I, the only issue is on switch it does look a bit ass. uh it's not really a problem when you're playing when you're actually like mm. in the the combat you're too busy focused on the you know the combat um and then you know, that's why doom i think did so well is because it's almost all combat plus it yeah it just seems to it runs by better. the way it looks better in in before someone listens to that previous segment, records it, posts it on YouTube, and goes, "Video games are less cocks. Can't even play games on normal. <laughs> Gamers rise up." 
I can. I just don't fucking want to. If anyone does that, like, fuck off, I don't care. Yeah. Fuck off, I don't care. And Dark Souls would be fine if it had an easy mode. I'm not saying it should have one. I never did. But it, I'm saying it wouldn't ruin my enjoyment if it did, you fucking fools. Uh, I, I, I know what you mean about the, the visual fidelity, but, like, I think it totally looks like... It it runs and looks good enough, totally. I'm like, good it, enough. But yeah, my it, issue is the... Not the pre-rendered cutscenes, yeah. but when the gameplay stops and you have to like just watch someone speak, that's when yes. it's it it's over. I can't look at the screen because all you're supposed to be doing is looking, and when all you're supposed to be doing is looking, all you can do is focus on the fact that I can't see this woman's face while she's talking to me. I I didn't think it was that. I, I mean, I'm being a bit bad, facetious, but, but it's it's very blurry. It's, and you, again, not a problem during combat. But... Yeah. If if you're comparing it to the 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 more powerful console versions, yeah, you notice the difference. Well, but... So yeah, here's yeah. The, yeah, yeah, what yeah, I'm wondering. Like, I, um, yeah. Sorry, Laura. I'll, I'll, oh, yeah, go I'll... on. Go on. Um, I wonder have they patched the console and PC versions to the same uh, gameplay fixes? I don't know. Yeah, I I, I, as don't I was know. as I was describing the Switch difficulty, it occurred to me that I forgot to look that up mm. I, I was yeah. curious myself because like um, there's nothing wrong with hard shooters but always got my phone you know the first yeah. the first of those two games implied that it was a very different kind of series you know yeah uh, but that's the thing is like for for what this is like i'm i'm super glad that this port exists like it if you want if you want to play that game and don't have another console to do it on you're getting a decent experience playing it here yeah like so, something like Stalker now, or funny enough, a game that I'm going to mention in a while, Metro. I I I like those games being hard as balls because yeah, it really suits like, the tone for me. Yeah, like there are certain games where the tone fits with the difficulty. Like I I love the Undertale kicks my ass sometimes because it's like no, it feels thematically appropriate to do it. Whereas yeah. With 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 this game, it's like I, I want to be the badass that murders everything. There was a patch earlier in the year that says it rebalanced the difficulty. Okay. At least look into nice. Google. There's a lot of because there's no official news source on the first Google page. Just a lot of forum threads and some people being, oh, I'm glad I played it before they patched it because of course they got to <laughs> swing their big dinkers around. Yeah. Nobody fucking cares, mate. Nobody fucking cares. Plus, that game, you like the game harder, mate. A game like Metro will will increase difficulty by making you manage your ammo better and stuff like yeah. that, and think about positioning. Whereas Wolfenstein right. just throws fucking fifty enemies at you in a small you know, room. That's not like that's what they did in the eight bit days to make sure that you didn't find out the game was an hour long. Like, yeah. That's yeah. not. I don't want to play Smash design. TV. <laughs> <laughs> You've, you've mentioned Metro a couple of times. That's the thing you've been playing this week, isn't it, Gam? Uh, yeah, I got very. I was watching the Metro Exodus trailers and I got very excited. So I was like, oh, I want to go back and play uh, Metro Last Light again. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it's, yeah. So, it's so good. Because I, I played 2033 now about six times through. And, <laughs> and I only played. I adore the first one. Yeah, it's so good. And I only played Metro Last Light once. So I was like, let's go and replay this one. And good God, that's a fucking great game. It's so See, good. I'd... Uh, personally, I didn't find it as good as the first. Oops, sorry, mm -hmm. bashing things on my desk. Didn't find it as good as the first one, but it was still good. I feel like it's got ups and downs. Like mechanically, it's a little bit improved, but I would agree with you in. And I don't. I wonder if it was the same reasons. I didn't. I thought it had too many kind of college Call of Dutyisms in it. This one, there was a lot of scripted sequences and set pieces fair. that somewhat took away from the atmosphere for me. Yeah, I but, also uh, feel like it's a shame that because games are opening up in terms of level design so much mm. and people have managed to make corridor a dirty word i really don't think they should have because there's something to be said for linearity and and, and i think the first metro 2033 is a good example of this because yeah. the tight narrow corridors through those sewage things it was superior to the outdoor stuff i feel it was atmospheric yeah. and fucking creepy <laughs> And when when stuff is corridors, like you can control the experience, you can you can dictate what angle the player comes from. Exactly, and you know how you, to pace interesting well, yeah. things around. You got a lot more control over the direction of the game. It's funny you mentioned that because by far my least favorite level in the sequel is the one where you're out in the swamp and you have to find the the oh, fuel God. for the ferry, yeah. and it is just. A nightmare of a level. That's my my worry with the new one that they got coming out is they showed a lot of outdoor stuff almost yeah. to the 
to the near exclusion or certainly sidelining of the underground stuff, which is where all the interesting stuff happens. You know, all the little societies and stuff that I would love to see them go into more in depth for. Um, you know, obviously we're, we're prejudging, but I, the outdoor stuff is cool, but it works really well as a palate cleanser between the corridors. Yeah, the the corridor stuff, like in it, it has some of the most beautifully atmospheric tragic stuff like where, where mm. you've got the ghosts in the passages and things and your 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 guy can is talking to you about what if god died down here as well is is this his like yeah. final thing on the earth and it's it's just so dark and brilliant and atmospheric mm-hmm. i loved the Hey, you just felt like you were clawing your way from one settlement to the next. Yeah, definitely. And again, this goes to what Laura was saying about um, pacing and direction. Mm. Is it really? It felt like a landmark moment every time you reached a new settlement. Like I still mm. remember going to new places, mm. like rushing to that gate that's blocked off while being chased by fucking mutant rats. Yeah. Um, and having think, them. Uh, I think the sequel, you know, having to wait for them to let you in. I think Last Light does that as well as well like there's that whole my favorite sequence in the game is that kind of half-life 2-esque one where you're in your little rail car and you can kind of make you can either just rush through all the tunnels and just finish the level or you can take like an hour and a half to do that level stopping and exploring everything along the way and yeah but uh yeah this i could have done without with a few less of the a few fewer so i could have done a fewer of the call of duty-esque set piece stuff Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, other things this week. What, what have I played oh, this uh, week? And, I played. And sorry, one more thing. If oh you, yeah. If, yeah. If you've got a good graphics card, you need to play this game because just to see how fucking gorgeous it is, it's still like one of the top three or four best looking games on the PC. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, th- things I've played this week. Uh, I finally got around to putting some proper time into Sushi Strikers, that uh, Switch game that came out a few weeks ago, and oh, yeah. like no one is playing. Like it came out a few weeks ago. It's already down to like twenty pounds on sale. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Um, so the production value on that game is like really high. Um, uh, it's it's basically a puzzle game. Uh, you have to match up plates of sushi of the same colour to build up stacks of plates, and then you throw the stacks of plates at the other person to to injure them. What I didn't anticipate before jumping in was that there's a lot of, like, good production value that's gone into, like, very well animated and acted anime cutscenes. There's all these, like, mechanics that I did not find out about when playing the demo. Like, there's a whole, like, Pokemon collecting style mechanic where you collect these little sushi sprite creatures that give you different abilities you can use in battle when they charge up and you've got to time how and when to use them. It's a really fast-paced, frantic puzzle game with a lot of modifiers you can use. I've played probably about three hours of it and I'm really digging it. Uh, it. It's opening levels way too easy, but it ramps that difficulty up nicely before too long. And um, I'm already at a point where I'm like, this is a really fun competitive puzzle game. It's it's really good, and I'm really kind of sad that people are sleeping on it. Yeah, because that's game like that kind of needs the player base. Yeah, it the 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 story the story mode in there has been like it has been amusing and engaging and and well put together. It's it's a real it's a real gem. Like it it's reminding me a lot of how I felt playing something like Battle Chef Brigade. It's got a very similar. Once it gets going, it's got a very similar feel of food as competitive combat mechanic. Go go and fight your way on a grand adventure using food. And I've, I've just been really enjoying it. Apparently I just really like puzzle games about food competition. <laughs> That's, that, that is a new genre of, of game that I didn't realise I was so into. Uh, well, yeah, I mean... The Switch is the home for food contest games. <laughs> uh, what are, what other stuff you've been playing, Jim? Uh, finally cracked through the demo for Octopath Traveler. Ooh. Um, I'm glad I held off until the game's nearly out because otherwise the wait would have been unbearable. Like I played a bit of it when it first came out, the newer demo. I played the old one, mm. of course. Um, 
and then is this, is finished this the it off one, this week. The new one that's like three hours or so demo, and you can carry the you can carry your progress over to the main game. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's why I jumped on it. I'm like, yeah, I want a three hour head start. Like, get as much as I can but sorted out, I, so I can I, just jump in. I I played the first demo. I've got that new demo downloaded, and I'm I'm deciding like, what's the day that I want to get my three hour head start? Because yeah. I. I I don't want to do it too early, but I I want to give myself time to get through it before the game comes out. It's so good. It from what I've played so far, obviously, I don't know how it's going to hold up fifty hours in or whatever. But right now, it just the the three hours makes me really really wish that the game was out last week already. It, I'm it's so looking forward to it. What what I've played so far, it just comes across as such a such a high quality revisiting of that old style of RPG. Yeah. But with like all of the modern conveniences that you quietly kind of hope for in in those games. Mhm. It's yeah, it's like Yeah, I mean yeah, combat it's... is turn-based but it's fast and mm. engrossing. The graphics are amazing. Oh, that, the 16-bit that... look with the like realistic water effects. Like the water yeah. effects are amazing. All all of the like particle effects and explosions and water and all the things that like the flashy special effects they do around the 16-bit stuff really helps make it feel more modern while it's still basically just a flat yeah. two and a half. It shouldn't game. work. It shouldn't, it shouldn't work. It should be a clash, but that clash almost adds to it because it's got this whole ethereal look to it. Like they blur the edges of the game world and the backdrops mm. of things. Just, just a really, and it just subtly like focuses attention onto the action in the middle of the screen, and it just gives everything just this slight unreal look to it. Um, not unreal engine. I just mean you know yeah, ethereal yeah. almost look to it. Um, Someone described uh, there was a GIF that, that Nintendo had put up of a uh, character looking over the water on a bridge, and someone said it looked like a like a like those card dioramas you can make, and they thought it was legit one of those before they realised <laughs> it was in game, and that's what it, it gives it this sort of diorama look and feel to it. So it it's it's interesting to see that because so many games jump on the sixteen bit mm. or the eight bit thing. Uh, and just leave it at that. I, they don't try and use yeah. the, the the that visual style to do anything new mm. or interesting. One, and this game does. One thing I think is really interesting about that art style is the use of like blurring and depth, because like it almost gives it a sort of like Paper Mario esque feel, where it feels like you've got these flat characters, but they are interacting in something that has, like, multiple layers. It it feels like it has more depth than these kind of things normally do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, combat I've been enjoying. Um, I, I, was, I really was happy with the fact that there was clearly, like, their version of a Metal Slime. Um, mm. But it's fucking backwards turned, so I got seven levels up in <laughs> one fight. It was amazing. <laughs> Oh, of course, that now means Primrose is seven levels above everywhere else where, you know, she's just miles ahead of the other characters I'm bumping into. But, uh, I mean, she's now the MVP. Um, the, the, the writing's interesting. It's a little more, I guess, adult. I mean, that, that kind of makes it sound a bit more mature than it is. But it's, it's a little more on the George R.R. R. Martin scale than you typically it, see from JRPGs. It, it seems to be more willing to trust its audience to be able to make leaps and to, like, you know, read subtext and things and to, like, to read into it more than just, like, yeah. here is the directly stated text of the thing. Exposition! Yeah, I mean, I'd advise some to tread carefully. Some of the themes, some of the th things it brushes against are... Uh, Again, just a bit more dark than you'd typically expect from JRPGs. Um, but I've, I've enjoyed it all so far. I've, I've found it... I've certainly found some of the uh, enemies, some of the, the uh, antagonists, to be truly quite detestable. Uh, quite... And, and not in a bad way, I just mean in a I can't wait to kill that character way. Um, especially the, the main antagonist of Primrose's opener. Um, <laughs> with all this, oh, kitten, ah, I'm going to do bad things. And then when you kill him and he's all... <laughs> it's very satisfying. Um, it's a satisfying game all round. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff I missed from Japanese role-playing yeah. games. Um, a lot of people think I hate them. 
and they don't realise that I used to really like them. Uh, I've just been very, very critical of a lot of modern ones yeah. um, because especially Square Enix's stuff where they've just gone completely off the fucking reservation um, and, and lost a lot of focus and tried too hard to please too many disparate people, I feel. Whereas this is rather unapologetic um, in terms of it being a turn-based role-playing game. Mm. Um, it really upset me when people criticised Lost Odyssey for that, um, because, yeah, it was very old-fashioned in terms of its combat and whatnot, but all the other JRPGs were moving away from that, so it's not like the space wasn't clear, and it was very fucking good at what it did. Um, and I, I still, to this day, just, just love Lost Odyssey. Um, and it looks like I'm going to really, really love this one. Um, from what I've played so far, can't wait for it. Um, yeah, just super fucking looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I, I am literally just, like, getting that demo ready to go now. I've got it, like, ah, <laughs> oh, screw it. I'm going to play that first three hours. Yeah. Also, because it's JRPG, you got to talk about the soundtrack Again, so far, can't speak for the rest of it. Really nice music. And good voice acting, which surprised me. My only issue with the voice acting is during the stuff that isn't fully voiced, just regular NPC text or non-less important story dialogue, they do that thing where the character speaks just a generic phrase <laughs> while the text talks. Oh, oh uh, while the text speaks. And it's if it were just like like Zelda style grunts and laughs and titters and things like that, I wouldn't have an issue with it. But when a character's saying things like, you know, if it please my lord, and the, the dialogue they're speaking in no way says if it please my lord, <laughs> that puts me off. Yeah, um, And I w I've been tempted to switch to Japanese voiceovers just because that's very is, distracting. But I feel the, that's a shame yeah. because the real voice acting's good. Is the Japanese voice acting available in the demo? Uh, from what I saw, it was yeah. I've okay, not tried I, it yet, but it looked I'm, it looked it was there in the options. I am curious about that, so I might like jump back and forth a bit in that demo and have. I a might look. have to try it, yeah, because yeah. it, it it's not a big issue, but like every single speech bubble is accompanied by a uh, you know a generic boilerplate phrase. Yeah. Sometimes it is just laughing or annoying, just uh -huh, you know that sort of thing, and that's fine. I don't mind that so much. I mean, it still doesn't need to be every single speech bubble, yes. but you know, um, but when it is full, full sentences that in no way, uh -huh. shape, or form reflect what's actually being said, that's when I'm thinking that's that's overegging the pudding at best. Yes. Uh... So yeah, other things this week. Uh, I start. I, I've started playing. I haven't finished it yet, but I've started playing the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit, which is that Life is Strange universe like free one shot thing that uh, came out in the last week or so. Uh, I'm I'm gonna try and stay spoiler free on this, or like relatively so. Um, it mm, this one this one shot like narrative adventure thing. Deals with some heavy themes that people should probably be aware of going in. These are things that come up within the first two or three minutes, and as such, I don't feel terribly bad about talking about them. Um, it is very clear to me already that the, the narrative here is kid who wants to be a superhero living in a house with an alcoholic abusive father. And the themes that come alongside that. Um, it's going to be difficult for some people to play for 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 obvious reasons um what i will say i think is really interesting about the way it's handled is that oh everything okay yeah sorry it's just my fan fell off uh, okay uh what, what i think is really interesting about it is that normally these kind of walk around have the conversations make the choices kind of games heavily incentivize you to interact with everything like you start this game off in this child's bedroom and it's like, ah, oh, there's all these things to look at and interact with. I should interact with all the things. And it very, very quickly teaches you, no. You have to be very careful and, and thoughtful about what interactions you do and when and why, which very rarely is the case in these kind of games. Um, like, I will talk about this very, very, very early interaction just to give a sense of that. Like, you start off in the kid's bedroom, Dad is shouting for you to come for breakfast. I ignored the first two times that the prompt was there, being like, "Ah, oh, it's uh. fine. I'll just keep looking. I'll just keep looking around the room. Like I'm sure whenever I go out there, the next scene will happen." 
And it's like, very quickly the response was, oh, okay, I, I go out there when he says. I didn't have to, but there were interactions based on that. So I, I think that there is something very interesting about the way that I found myself interacting with that game. My caution and nerves about interacting with things, I think, were very much... It, it, it evoked the kind of feelings within me that are probably appropriate for a narrative of this type. Um, it's not going to be for everyone, certainly, but I think that it is so far interesting. It, it is getting me to interact with one of these games in a way I don't normally... And I, no. I think that there is value in that, but obviously, like, be aware of those themes. Cause I'm always leery yeah. of stuff like that because of my own sort of background and stuff. Like, I yeah. forgot completely how Wolfenstein 2 began. Yeah. And that made my skin crawl all over again. Yeah. Like, me, me and, and my partner Jane have been playing through this together and sort of... We, we, go, we haven't finished it yet. We're going to jump back in, but we've basically decided... I'm going to play the sections inside the house and she's going to play the sections outside basically so that like themes that are personally difficult can be a little more hands off because like it it does evoke if you've been through those things it definitely evokes memories. So right, it's yeah. it's it's a thing to be aware of and like be in the right headspace for if you've got your own experiences with but sure I think that there, I think it, there are interesting things to be gained from playing it, but it's like it it goes heavy on those themes pretty early. It it doesn't ease you in necessarily. Yeah, I mean, presumably it doesn't open with dog murder like Wolfenstein Two does. No, no it doesn't uh, open with dog murder. Um, like you 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 open with dad like getting a beer out of the cupboard rather than getting breakfast. Um, and, like, you, you you open with, like, things like that, and, like, Dad asking if anyone asked about the bruises on your arm. Like, it's not throwing you into here is kid getting beaten, but it's, like, Dad is concerned, did anyone ask about your arm bruises kind of yeah. start. I mean, it sounds a bit more subtle than Detroit. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's much better handled than Detroit, I'll give it that. But... Yeah. Yeah, that that that's the thing I've started playing. I I, I want to see how it ends up, but it's it is powerful, but it's going to be difficult for some people to experience. So like, I just want right. to get that warning out there. Like, I think it does it for a reason, and there is a value in it doing what it does and how it does it. But yeah, just be braced. Yeah, cool. uh, good. You... Good to have the four warnings. I feel yeah. some people complain about that, but I'm like, mm, we've had content warnings since forever. Yeah, uh, they're not a new thing, and they can be very useful. Yeah. Uh, so, Jim, you played anything else this week? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I played anything interesting. It's all. It's a lot of re-releases again at the moment. Um, the Switch, of course, has has meant a lot of ports. Um, I, I got the Crash. Bandicoot Insane Trilogy oh, again. I've been I playing don't a know bit. Why. I I I got given a code and uh, yeah, I really don't like Crash Bandicoot. I mean, it's like I played it all the time as a kid, but we got to admit it's full of bollocks. So, a lot of a lot of stuff in it is just bollocks. I'm, I'm gonna say like I played a bit of it as a kid. Like I never owned a PlayStation growing up. I only ever played PlayStation games when around friends' houses and. The way I felt about Crash Bandicoot as a kid is the way I feel about it now as an adult playing this remaster, which is I don't like the camera angle when you are trying to run like into yeah. the distance and jump over holes because you cannot accurately judge where the hole is or how uh, how big of a hole it is. I like, think, yeah, there's just a lot they tried yeah. to do in a 3D platforming space uh, that they didn't do particularly right or wasn't particularly suited to the 3D space. And that they've not fixed in the remaster, I think, is oh, well, perhaps made the worse. Bigger... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they changed the, the jumping, so it's actually uh, even harder to deal with, which 
just boggles the mind. Um, also, I've never been a fan of the complete negative feedback it gives you at the end of every level. Oh, oh God, great, yeah. you completed it, but you missed these many boxes that yeah, were going to drop on your head, you, you fucking idiot. Oh, you didn't 100... Yeah, every level. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Revelations were very naughty that way as well. They were, they were naughty about it, but like I don't think they've got anything on Crash. Like, Crash, oh, but it, the, the, it literally the, beats you over the head with how unperfect you were. Yeah. Well, like, every time in, like, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and uh, if, if if you, like... Maybe it wasn't Brotherhood. Maybe it was just Revelations. Whatever. But whichever one it was, it would just... It would say, mission passed, and then a big failed on all the side stuff. Yeah. And you'd be like, oof, Yeah, there are other games that. that do that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, when I'm celebrating completing something, like, you know, maybe, you know show the optional things that could have been gotten but don't don't hit you in the face and say you failed yeah. when you just won something i'm it's, like fuck you yeah it it here's where i'm feeling like right now like i played a few levels of the first one and i'm like oh, i'm really not digging this um what i might do is i might just skip ahead to the second because there's three mm. games in that collection i'm like was the second one maybe a bit more user friendly than the first I don't know, but I'm willing to jump in and try it. 3D yeah. platformers is, from is that era, I just remember them being incredibly frustrating in general. Is there a way to get out of one game into the other without restarting the whole software? I don't know of a way to do it. The only way I've been able to find is to completely close the game. Yeah, because I don't want to completely rip into it for that utter bullshit. Um, but I've seen other ones do it. And if it is doing it, that is utter bullshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played that. Been playing Far Cry 3 Classic Edition because it was out. And oh, I thought, yeah. eh, I could do a video on that excuse to replay it. Um, it's the best and worst of Ubisoft-style games. Uh, it's got the things in it that you associate with quality Ubisoft stuff. You know, um, very slickly produced story missions, some really good vocal performances, uh, engaging characters. Pretty open world. Uh, a, a, a very nice looking open world uh, some of the, the repetitive stuff is repetitive in a good way in that sort of stress ball way but then there's so much of it is lazy copy paste bullshit to pad out a world that they made massive so that marketers could tell us it was massive um, not only that but what is with the full damage in that game what is yeah, it with ridiculous. the full damage in Far Cry 3 that you can jump from one bit of floor to another bit of the floor and take like lose a whole bar of health? Yeah. What is that? It's, it's, I don't understand it. It's so that you need to grind up to get the perk that makes you have That's less it, of it. That's it, yeah. Like, 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 in like, in Adam, like when in Adam skill. Jensen in Human Revolution <laughs> falls 10 feet and breaks his, yeah. his neck. <laughs> It's like like the crafting and the skills both. Some of it you're grinding to get to an acceptable starting level. Mm. Like I didn't even start many of the like I, I don't even think I got cracking on the story at all until I was like, right, I'm not being told my wallet is full every time I try and loot someone. Yeah. I've got to go hunting for wallet bits. Funny enough, and of course you've got to hope that your loot bag has enough spaces for the animal skins to craft the loot bag spaces. <laughs> it's funny you uh. mention that, Jim, because I feel like with Far Cry they seem to think that you're gonna be unlocking this stuff as you play and that by the time you get to the harder missions you'll but that's when you'll have unlocked but literally the first three hours in every far cry game for me is just grinding up the the ammo pouches yeah yeah i mean it's gotten better and better as time's gone by but far cry 3 really was as i say like it was this middle point of where it had really good ubisoft things in mm. it and just really bad ubisoft things yeah, in it. like the radio towers i mean People bag on them all the time, but there's a reason for that. And these ones were especially bad. Like, just these... Five. They're not fun. I don't get it. Five really streamlined a lot of that stuff. I thought it oh, was, yeah, yeah. Uh... They Five was clearly an answer to that. Although by mm -hmm. that point, by this point now, Ubisoft have done the same game so many times that no mm -hmm. matter what improvements were in it, I was still thinking, okay, okay, this is more... Not even more Far Cry. Mm -hmm. This is more Ubisoft. We, I've just got some more Ubisoft to play. Um, well, I'm, I'm looking and, forward and, to Assassin's Creed in Greece. Yeah, I mean, as I've said before... If it's that, like Origins, I'm going to be a happy boy. 
Yeah, I keep saying that, that every Assassin's Creed game I've played recently has been a bit better than the last. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm, I'm just fatigued by the uberfication process. But Origins, while I was playing it before I just ran out of steam with it, like I do with every Ubisoft game now, I don't bother finishing them anymore because what's the point? Uh, another one will be along in five minutes. Because the so, story was really good at the end. It was, I mean, what I played of it was good, but again, like, there was just so much of the same that, mm, like, the, the if they last... want me to see the story, they're going to have to do better than this. I, I totally understand that. I, and, and I will say, though, the last few chapters of the story are really fucking, really fun, really good. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to go back to them, but at the same time, like, I was playing Far Cry 3 and thinking, you know what? All of this mattered massively at the time this game came out. Yeah. But now there's so much of it. It's just another Far Cry game. None of these characters really matter. They won't be remembered. It's the same with Call of Duty, you know, every single individual why game. Do, Who can tell the difference? Why do I remember Jason Brody though? Why does that why can I actually remember his name? I can't remember they the said name his of name any so other... many times. <laughs> yeah, maybe. They they said his name constantly during the game. Maybe it's because like if you play Spin Cell Conviction. You play Spin Cell Conviction, you you will not forget Sam Fisher's name ever again. Um, yeah. But yeah, Jason Brody, it, it's said constantly. You've got Vass all the time, just Jason, 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 and that main villain, just Jason Brody! Get me clear, Jason they'd Brody! Been, they'd been influenced by Heavy Rain in that respect. Yeah, say the character's yes. name enough that it becomes a meme so say, that people remember your game. Say Jason over and over. Jason! Jason! I mean, that's all games are. And it was supposed to culminate with uh, the Friday the 13th game, but Sean! that game wasn't very good, so they've had to start again. Sean! They've had to start the Jason process. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of video game characters in general are called, like, Jason or Jacob. or like What is it with the, the two-syllable J names that they love so much? Yeah. So, uh, Jonas. Boring video games. Video games are boring, and I hate them all. Uh, so other, other things I've played this week... Um, Less of a game, more of a thing that is on the Switch that is game adjacent that I've been enjoying. Um, Korg, the people that make synthesizery like music tech things, have oh, yeah. have a sequencer program for the Switch, and I've been eyeing it for a while because I don't know how to make music and I love messing around with making music. So um, I, I bit the bullet this week and I picked I picked this up on Switch and. It's really simple if you're someone that knows nothing about how to do music things. Uh, you basically have like 16 different uh, devices with which to, to do things and you can set your tempo and then it's basically just, here's a note chart, here's the instruments you can put on like on each note of the bar, click to fill in the box and it'll just play on loop so you can hear that bit and go, okay, does it sound right? You fill the boxes in and then you make, make music stuff. Yeah. Um, Is it called the Nintendo Swinth? Ah, it should be. Uh, it's what's it called? Korg Gadget. Um, Korg Gadget. So, literally, while while I've been talking about this, I have just tried to throw a very quick thing together that I've not listened to by filling in some boxes in like a minute while talking. Let's see if this sounds any any good. Messing messing around with my not knowing how to make music. Uh, here we go. I have no idea if this is even audible. No, I can hear. It. Yeah, I've made a little looping thing. While, you've while you've we basically designed you've, you've, a luminous stage. You've, you've made Kraftwerk's car alarm there, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really simple. Like this is not going to be a thing for like people like Gav that know professional music stuff and yeah. like actually this do is music. For, but for the record, for I don't people. know any how to read or write music. Ah, oh, that's fair. Did Jeff Lynn? I, I, I learned the same way you're student. doing now. Literally just messing around with like yeah. sequencer things. Well, and yeah. piano. If you've a piano, yeah. that's the best way to learn music. Well, yeah. if you're me and you have a piano, then you will basically try and sound out the Blackadder and Rugrats theme. <laughs> one note, not chords, just one note at a time, and just leave it at that. Well, <laughs> there is a there is a piano bit in this, so you can you can program piano music in while you go. That's all I need. So. That's all I need. Black, yeah. Blackadder, Rugrats, leave it at that. It's it is nice enough that I'm having fun just messing around with like. I, I know how drums work, so I can put a drum beat together and then just be like, put a bit of uh, tune, uh, tune on the keyboard behind that. Done! I got some music! I made a little loop. That's good. So yeah, it's it's very silly. I'm probably not going to make anything of any value with it, but I'm having fun messing around with this little sequ sequencer. We, ha we have the next thing. Bjork on our hands, Jim. <laughs> 
Yeah. Sweet. Well, we, I've always said if, they, if we need one thing, it's more Bjorks. Yes. More Bjorks per capita, please. More, more uh, Bjorks is always good. Mjorks. Mjorks Bjorks. 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 Mjörbjörg. Mjörbjörg. Yeah, Mjörbjörg. That's good. I open it at the back. It's like a little shitty. Like a what? A little a... shitty. Uh-huh. Mjörbjörg's adorable. Buildings and skyscrapers. Uh-huh. Thank you for joining us in the, the, the Cup of Jim studio. <laughs> uh, everybody, that was Bjork. That's the kind of guest I think that's get the second time we've had her on this show as far as my memory is, yeah, serves yeah. me correctly. Can't keep away, and who can blame her with all of this great chat? Uh, and now we've had Kraftwerk and Bjork on the same show. <laughs> I just realised my impressions audio for Far Cry 3 Classic is sitting in the same audio program as this that I'm recording now, and I forgot to save it. So I'm just sitting here waiting. I've been sitting here for the past 20 minutes just waiting for it to crash and go wrong. I'm just uh, staring at it, just staring at the window. We will it to be- not. It's gonna be fine, yeah. Jim. It's gonna be fine. Um, have we have we played anything else this week? Uh, no. Probably. <laughs> uh, there's one I can't talk about. Um, it's it's an update to a game that was out uh, recently. I I I think I might know which one. I might have also got the same one that I can't talk about yet. Yeah. Uh, so I can't do that. It's one of the few times these days that I could say something like that because publishers don't like me and i don't like publishers so we barely talk now except tecmo koei who uh was joining in on the banter about dynasty warriors 9 and what they did to zhang he um basically uh what was it they they put up patch notes and i just retweeted them saying uh, none of this patches out the game from the game so i'm not satisfied and then they just replied with matthew mcconaughey s- smiling and laughing and then bursting into tears uh, which i thought was i i do I, f- I find it a little disarming when they do it, um, but but disarmingly charming. Um, obviously, it would be more charming if they fixed Dynasty if Warriors they 9 by just, just recalling it and re-releasing a different this game is, called Dynasty Warriors 9. This is the funny thing. The gaming industry is so small, and I won't mention names, but I do have one mate who loves to be really mean about like video game journalists, developers, like, and he's just being British and taking the piss, but just insults everyone all the time and has burnt so many bridges from doing it. <laughs> yeah. See, this is why I'm I'm really nice about wrestlers that aren't in WWE, because not only is it a small industry, but I'm also in a position where some of these men might punch me in the face at some point. <laughs> and, and I've got to make sure that they pull that punch rather than just potato me in the fucking schmosh. <laughs> uh, only other thing I... Um... I played this week was I finished off that uh, Donkey Kong story DLC for Mario and Rabbids. It's really nice. Uh, it's got a lot of humour to it. Like they clearly put some effort into making like more more of that sort of like sense of humour and creativity it had. I like that they basically completely ignore the uh, progression you've made in the main game, and it's just like, nope, this is its own side thing. Here's a new set of abilities. Go you know mess around with a new set of mechanics yeah it's about eight hours like it's a sizable chunk of additional bit of game uh i had a lot of fun with it 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 definitely made me play that strategy game a lot more up close and personal with the enemies than i had played the main game which was nice uh Yes, it's just if if you enjoyed that main game, that that story DLC is well worth picking up because it's just a fun little chunk of more of that game. Well, Jim, cool. yeah. Um, on the topic of wrestling, did you see that footage of that wrestler who got catapulted like fourteen feet out of the ring yesterday? No, oh, yeah. I missed that. Oh, what? It's um someone called uh, wait now uh, Anthony Gaines. And Ace Romero were fighting, and one of them got like thrown so hard he went flying out of the ring. <laughs> like for t- I gotta look at yeah. this right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry, just when you were talking about the wrestling, it. Uh, it Let's have a look here. Yeah. Okay, find your thing. Let's, let's do. Holy one. shit! Who, who we yeah. googling? <laughs> um, Anthony Gaines versus Ace Romero. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, he's pushed out the ring. He's not even thrown out, he's pushed, and he does a jump, clears the top rope, and he's just pr- 
propelled. Uh, okay, okay. I think I might have found this video. Let's have a look. I hope you're all Googling along at home, viewers, listeners. Okay. You should check it out. Oh, 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 oh. That's a thing that happened. Ah. Uh, so, video nice. games. I think I, I think... like this Ace Romero as well. I like I like seeing the big ones in wrestling because it it tells me I've got at least a few years. <laughs> I could get a few years out of it before I collapse <laughs> and uh, die. So, uh, is there anything else we want to chat about? Or is that I think we're. we're, uh, we're, we're I swear I played more games, but I can't remember any of them now, so they can't have been very good. No. Um, Another, I, I did download the the Red Gorilla. The Red Gorilla, the Red Faction Gorilla remaster that came, I didn't even know that was coming out. Um, but I, I did watched like the a review of remastered. The remastered. I watched a review of it and it I was like kind that. of reminded me of how fun that game was, but also how un- unbelievably grindy it got at times. I I did have one other thing to very quickly mention. Um, I've been playing more Fortnite. And it's been quite cool to be playing Fortnite, like, for the first time for me, when, like, one season of the game is ending and another's starting. Because they do a bunch of cool stuff in-game to, like, change up the map and to sort of build this lore. It's been nice to be around for that. Like, currently, a big rocket launched into the sky, and now there's a big, like, giant crack in the sky. Uh, people are, like, finding that there's these all these weird time-space vortexes turning up and, like, sucking up parts of the map and... It's quite cool being around while these things are happening in game. Yeah. Like I have a lot of respect for the way that Fortnite does its it builds lore around its map updates. Yeah, you know, it it seems to be going well and uh, I like you it's I I'm not normally around for that kind of stuff because of my, you know, in the past it was always play the game, yeah. get up the review, move on um sort of thing. And these days I'm I'm able to take my time a lot more and mm. and spend more time with games and i've been doing the same thing you know still dipping in and out of Fortnite. um kind of fell away from paladins um their whole seasonal thing just eh, yeah I've, eh, I've been eh. i don't like that it that they're doing battle pass stuff alongside yeah. you know they're still doing loot boxes and uh, yeah there's no real sense of reward for not spending I, more money on it i very much enjoy paladins when i'm playing it but i haven't stuck with it Fortnite, however i have definitely stuck with um i'm, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with that um they 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 finally fixed that playground mode so that's back in after they had to take it down two hours after it went live all right so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm still enjoying playing an online shootery game. This is this is rare yeah. for me. It's 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 a good one to just throw on, especially now it's on a Switch where you know those sorts of games work best to so just throw on for one round or so and then just pop it away. Yeah, is that a good place just to start wrapping up? I think that's a good place to start wrapping up, Laura. How can people see what you see? What me? Yeah, how can they see what you? Uh, they can see what me, Laura K. Buzz, pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube. If you want to see me on the BBC and you're not in the UK, just, you know, drop me a tweet, I'll, I'll hook you up. Uh, other than that, you can find me on Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition real play podcast. I'm on seasons 3 and 4. Each season is a self-contained story, so feel free to jump into the ones I'm in if you like. I'm also on Queer and Pleasant Strangers, a podcast where I do silly voices with Jane Magnet. We try and make each other have a bit of a laugh. And I've got a book coming out probably the end of this year. Like It was going to be summer of next year, but I, I wrote it real fast. So it's probably going to be end of this year. Keep an eye out for that. Excellent. Excellent. And Gavin, music, how listen? You can find me on YouTube under Miracle of Sound, where YouTube is Fuck in my views, Jim. Jim, will you oh, do what they what they did to Gavin's views in your? What they did to Gavin's views? Exactly. It was and literally what they did to all of our fucking views. This fucking month, I got loads of messages that nothing was being shown to subscribers, and I looked at my analytics, and there's this sudden plummet. Like this month, yeah. 
just complete sudden cliff plummet, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? You said your worst number since 2015. My worst month since 2015. Yeah, Yeah. exact same issue here. Like this past Jimquisition, lowest views since 2015. Um, And, you know, I've been checking around because I want to blame me first if it's a problem on my end. Plus, it would be a bit better because that's something you could fix, potentially. Um, But no, no, I mean, I've been confirming it with others that, no, this is... This is their end, and they're I, just fucking you and demoralizing people. And I think they want to drive anything that isn't mega successful away. Cause, yeah, because I don't. I usually wouldn't look at like dislikes ratios. I generally don't give a shit. But in recent videos, I've looked at it to make sure it's not to make sure my audience isn't feeling like, oh, this work isn't as good. It's the highest. Yeah. It's a, this the one the video I put out last month: ten thousand likes, seventy nine dislikes. Yeah, that's I have all, not. Yeah, that same that to me doesn't tell me that uh, the problem is my work quality. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, again, if all of my other metrics were down, if social media was down, if Patreon was down, yeah. nope, all either growing or holding firm. Yeah, Patreon's uh, but up. Actually, YouTube plummeting, yeah. and I get the same story. People aren't yeah. seeing subscriptions yeah. even if they click the fucking bell because, of course, make them jump through two hoops to not get what they're subscribing to. Yeah, I was um, like going to make a YouTube. It's a shambles. I was going to make a YouTube video of like, please watch this. This is how you make sure you get notifications. And then, then I was like, well, no one's going to see it because they won't get notified. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying the same. I'm trying. To, I'm just trying to get people to circulate the tapes, yeah. as the, it were, the, as if we were on VHS. The, like, just share the videos because YouTube ain't going to do mo- anything. The most reliable way to ensure someone gets a piece of content at this point is to get them to subscribe to a podcast because that seems to be the only thing that reliably shows up in yeah. subscription yeah. boxes anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't try and push my Patreon on people, but if you want to know when the Jimquisition and Jimquisition-related content goes up, yeah. if you, you know, toss me a, a buck you will get a more reliable subscription feed than YouTube. Mm. Uh, it's just, you simply will. And this is, um, this is why all of ooh. your content creators are making lots of different types of thing right now and things they haven't Spig- made yes. before. Um, Looking at live streams, um, I've been offered a gig um, somewhere that I might take in, in, to supplement the rest of it. Just to, not even It's not even about the money, although that's always nice. It's not even about the money, it's like, I, I I need somewhere for my goddamn ambition to go. And if yeah. YouTube's telling me there's a glass ceiling that they want to push down lower, I've got nowhere for the, you know, my drive to continue yeah. growth it's, on something. It's... There's nowhere for it to go. Like, I'll still do my job. I love my yeah. job. But I, I still need to be ambitious about stuff. It... And that's why I'm wearing spandex now. Thank um, you very much. On, yeah. on the topic of branching out and streaming... Uh... For anyone out there who's listening who is a streamer, you can now use all of my stuff is DMCA free. And Ooh. it's uh, this week going on to Pretzel, which means that you can stream it through their app and I'll get a few pennies for each uh, stream. So do nice. it that awesome. do it that way if you can, because that helps. Yeah, like we're, we're all, you know, we're, we're all veterans of the game and yet mm-hmm. we've got to re-hustle yeah. again maybe there's, harder than ever there's, there's a reason this last week has been me writing a book and being on the telly yeah. mm-hmm. there and this is spread isn't, out what you do before anyone chimes in with their you know comments this is a universal problem with many many creators i've talked to in yeah. many many that's fields. why i've been it's every like every musician i know and i've i've seen like channels who make production tutorials complaining about this exact same problem this yeah. month so and like ad free like blender like you know the jimquisitions ad free so yeah. they bury those um you know i i would get just not like pushing them if they're not ad free you know i know they're not making anything but to bury them seems like just and not tell you that's always the big youtube well, doesn't tell you anything mine have, mine have ads all over rules. the fuckers the and they're still are. not getting pushed <laughs> well that yeah like again the rules are fluid mm. and it's clearly in their interest not to tell you what the rules are and how the algorithms work um but but that's the situation we're in and you're right like i didn't want it to just look like sour grapes like oh his views have dipped so he's just going to complain and blame someone like i blamed myself for four months and then it came out more and more that no it's not just you it's so many people that aren't already mega successful yeah um so you know i feel funny enough some people saying fuck you youtube even some people who are mega successful have seen a sharp drop Oh well, there oh. we go. Like maybe YouTube just I, I, wants less views overall. <laughs> I, I think honestly, maybe. I mean, it's not like they turn a profit. It it might 
they might consider it in their best. Or maybe interest they just to direct their eggs in fewer baskets. everything now to like fucking Jordan Peterson and Logan Paul videos. <laughs> so there's your issue. It's like they want to rely on a, a handful of megastars, mm. but then how many of them either burn out or do something immensely, incredibly stupid that lands them in hot water and makes YouTube look like a fucking pud? I, it doesn't seem wise to me, but then that's everyone's fucking uh, business model these days in media is, uh, you know, make more money off of a, a fewer people. Or have a stagnant audience and just try and squeeze them all blood from that stone. Um, it, it doesn't seem like a wise business model to me. Right. But of course, if they strangle everyone's audience, everyone's forced to try and make more money off a dwindling audience. Which again, I don't think is a great business model. Call me stupid, maybe. Call me naive. But I don't think that's particularly my, wise or advisable. My recommends are so confused right now because my girlfriend's been watching stuff on my account. So it's like half like music production tutorials and half like clips from Jersey Shore and Love Island. <laughs> it doesn't know I what do like to recommend. I do like that feature they do where if you accidentally watch one video... That will reflect, be reflected in your recommends as opposed to all the stuff you watch regularly. Yeah. That is a great new feature yeah. that they came up with. Oh, yeah. We're watching like yeah. one World Cup like highlights thing, and now it's like the homepage is all football, football, football. Yeah. Out, out of nowhere, my entire recommended has become Family Guy videos that I have never clicked on and I will not click on. And that's all that I'm recommended now. And I don't know why. This is fucking. This is Spotify and Electric Six well, all over a bloody here, man. Here's what YouTube's recommending on the homepage now. A guy spent 24 hours lying in Coca-Cola and it's got 7 million views. That's what they want. <laughs> That's what YouTube wants mm. is... And this is under lifestyle. Shit. I think we lifestyle. need to just like... <laughs> I, I think we're, we're done. We give up. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, we are done. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm just quitting everything. I don't think you'll see me again. I'm going to go live in the mountains, going to grow a big long beard and shout at birds, Ooh. and that'll be my life. That's Thank that, you. That's fantastic. Come, come, come join me. good. Actually, yeah, come along. It's going to be great. Uh, we could shout at the birds, and that can be our version of Twitter, and that'll be our social media. And then, oh no, God, I'm just rebuilding this horrible fucking society again. <laughs> It starts. It starts with Twitter, and it's a downhill slide from there. <laughs> that's that's how Rome fell. Was they came up with their own version? I don't know. Twitters, Twitters. <laughs> Everything ends in us in Rome. That'll do yeah. for a podcast, I think. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you on another episode of Morning Jim next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.